Hello there and welcome to the Us Nine Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games, and all that jazz. So there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about Black Panther. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm joined with my co-host John. How are you this week? Hello, hello. Sorry if I sound a bit echoey. You're so far away. He's I'm all the way in London. I'm stuck. I don't know where I am. So yes, Black Panther. Briefly explain the plot for those who don't know. Okay, so after his father's death, T'Challa returns home to Wakanda to inherit his throne. However, a powerful enemy related to his family threatens to attack his nation. Oh, indeed. So, yes, uh, if you haven't seen Black Panther, which I mean, come on, come on, everyone's seen Black Panther. Um, But if you haven't, spoilers ahead. We're taking a trip all the way back to 2018. What is, I mean, what a year for comic book movies. We had, obviously, Black Panther, Infinity War. We had Aquaman, Spider-Verse. On the TV side, we had Daredevil Season 3. We had, you know, the Spider-Man PS4 game. It was a good year for comic book stuff. Yeah, and this film was unbelievably massive. Like, worldwide, it was so successful. And I thought it was, like, a big cultural phenomenon, like, we never really saw this before, you know, in cinema. And, you know, it was amazing as we saw Chadwick Boseman as, you know, play this yes. character, T'Challa, who was powerful, who was brave. And, you know, that really gave a lot of representation, a lot of hope. And it was really, really nice to see. And I thought that was really awesome that Marvel has done this. So I'm very excited for the sequel. 100%. This film was such a step forward and really has made an impact. You know, it's one of the few comic book films to be nominated for Best Picture. And it was a big Oscar contender in general. It won Best Costume Design, Best Production Design, Best Score. And, you know, I got to say, you know, we've covered quite a few Phase 3 projects recently. We did Ragnarok. Mm. We did Doctor Strange. We've done Homecoming and Far From Home. And I have to say, while I think that the MCU phases get progressively worse, this is definitely a top-tier Marvel movie. Like, this Mm. is one of those ones that just fires in all cylinders it doesn't hit everything necessarily but it's got it where it counts yeah it really hits all the marks you know like where the story wanted to go and it didn't feel out of place but there was some issues with the film like cgi for example um, it was throwing me off really sometimes i was like oh my god i wish there was more cgi for the film because i feel like that was deserved like bare cgi because you know in that year we had like Infinity War. We had like really good CGI that year, like Aquaman as well. Like there was just some crazy CGI yes. in there. And in this one, I don't know why there wasn't really, you know, anything for that. I was very surprised because, you know, we had really good CGI that year. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So we talked about this recently. We talked about the whole Marvel's issue with VFX and the way that they mistreat the artists. And we talked about yes. that when we talked, we did She Hulk a few weeks ago. And mm. this is one of those examples where they had the same VFX studio working on Black Panther as Infinity War. And as we all know, the effects in Infinity War are flawless. They're Mm. so good. But in this movie, they really aren't up to scratch, especially at the end. And my God, I mean, like what happened was they didn't have enough time to work on this project because they had to get Infinity War done and Infinity War was a bigger priority. And it's a real, real shame because this movie, I think, suffers because of that, because of Marvel's deadlines, because they, you know, they didn't want to wait for Infinity War. This movie, especially at the end, you know, to get to get some negativity out of the way immediately, the final fight scene is atrocious. Mm. 
Mm. Sorry, as I just like <laughs> drinking my Diet Coke, and I just I agree. Like that whole fight, like oh man, I wish there was like more potential for that fight. It was cool, but it was a bit of a downer, you know, with with the CGI. Like oh, this is cool, but <laughs> this is oversaturated with CGI. I wish Black Panther was treated earlier, like you know, it was like not in the same time as Infinity War, like which was massive. Like there was massive hype around it. You know, if people read the comics, you know, like, oh my God, this is crazy. Thanos is coming. But Black Panther does segue well, you know, in, into the Infinity War saga. Yeah, I mean, like, there's some moments in the final act where Killmonger is in his Black Panther suit and he has his helmet off. And obviously the Black Panther suits are, are nanotech. And my God, the neckline is so distracting. It just looks like a floating head. <laughs> it's just really ridiculous. <laughs> and there are moments where, well, there's a moment, you know, when the, the train is going past and T'Challa and Killmonger oh, oh no. are talking, Killmonger's head glitches. It like moves to the side and it's really distracting and really noticeable. And I have no idea how that managed to slip through. Yeah, it's, as you said earlier about Marvel treating, you know, the VFX artists, there's needed to be, you know, more communication, you know, like better communication within that. And I feel like, you know, the directors might need to see what area they need to look through. And a prime example of this is in that variety video of Taika talking about his in Thor, Little Thunder, that, that film. Yes, that film. And he was talking about that CGI and he was like, oh, I didn't notice this. Yeah, no, no, I didn't notice yeah. this. And yeah. I'm like, how could you miss something <laughs> that big of a deal? And that costed millions. I mean, mm. I don't know, hundreds of thousands to, to make that piece of CGI. It, it just blows my mind. And if you see like that and you're like, oh, wow, you completely missed something out of that. So, you know, maybe there'll be fair communication for that and what we've seen from black panther 2 the cgi has improved yeah i'm really looking forward to wakanda forever because it looks like you know they've taken the elements that needed reworking in the first film and i think the cgi is 100 the worst thing about this film and they've you know definitely spent more time to improve it but other than the cgi this film slaps so hard i mean oh it does you know we've got to give it credit where it's due and it is due so much in this movie i mean first of all Ryan Coogler, uh, what a guy! Just what a guy! The goat. Like the goat. <laughs> that's why he's the goat. Like yes, we just like he is such a phenomenal director, and I think his direction in this—it's a beautiful movie. Like first of all, it has color in it. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> movie whoa! Oh my full god! Of no color. more gray filter. <gasps> what a oh, what a twist! What a twist! Yeah, I agree. You know, there was so much color into this. Like you know, that the mise en scène. And we got to see something that was more vibrant. We got to see more, mm. you know, that was more colorful, you know, into that world. And I, I'm really glad Ryan Coogler thought about that. You know, what, you know, what Wakanda is like. Yes, Wakanda is a really, really well-realized world. There are shots, you know, that kind of sweep across the city and outside the city and the farms. And you get a really good sense of everything, you know, like I, this is something that I feel happens with a lot of Marvel projects where the CGI for the landscapes and all the locations look amazing. But as soon as you put somebody in those locations, it's really distracting, you know, it is, and yeah. I think that that's I think that scans for this as well. All of the sweeping shots of Wakanda and the sunrises and when they enter Wakanda for the first time and you get all these, you know, panning shots across the city. Beautiful. 
just absolutely excellent. It's it's so, so good. But then when you have somebody standing against that, it just feels like somebody stood against the green screen. Yeah, it, it's it's like the prequels over again. And my favorite bit, you know, ah, oh, it gives me chills every time thinking about when T'Challa in the ship and they as they enter Wakanda in this hidden shield they go yes. through and then it's like it never gets old. Yeah. And it goes through and that shot of Wakanda, ah, oh, so cool. Brilliant. 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 And that is half down to the score as well. Ludwig ah, Göransson. Ludwig Göransson. My ah. God, what a guy! Ah. I mean, this this one best original score, well deserved. The music ah. is so good. The way that it weaves in African music, and you get like some hip hop for Killmonger, and mm. like they're using different elements of cultural things. And you know, like word on the street is that he's done a very similar thing for the underwater stuff in the sequel. He's so good. I love all the work that he's put into it and, you know, all the research and the way that he's like, you know, he's worked with different artists to craft this sound for Wakanda. And man, does it sound amazing. The it, motifs that track throughout the movie, brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. You know, like, it just absolutely just like immerse you into the world of Wakanda and yeah. the music just helps that so well. And the really cool part about the score that Ludwig did, and then you talk about hip hop as well. And like, there was a bunch of legendary hip hop artists into the soundtrack, yes. such as Kendrick Lamar, J Rock, Future, all of that into that soundtrack. And Kendrick, he wanted to have like a sound for T'Challa and also a sound for Killmonger as well. And they explored that within the song as well, like in All the Stars. That is a beautiful song, like oh, Ziza brilliant. and Kendrick banger of yeah. a song and i think that wovens into the theme of the whole film like you know with ancestors and how a king passes down onto his son or whatever like you know with yeah. um, t'challa here and that is just perfectly well done for that so kendrick great artist by the way if you want to listen to him absolutely absolutely i'm agreed with you 100 percent on all of that and that's a good springboard let's talk about the themes of this movie that's mm. very much what it's about it's about legacy mm. it's about ancestry it's about passing down things and fixing you know not being able to change the past but also kind of making a brighter future T'Challa's mm. journey that he goes through on this movie and the way that Killmonger interacts with it is, again, one of the MCU's best. Yes, like, they explore that. Like, we've never seen something like out of this in the uh, MCU because there isn't any emotional impact. But this, as a whole film, this is really emotional as we talked about, like, you know, ancestry and passing down into kings and rulers and, like, how, you know, T'Challa goes through that. And there's this beautiful sequence when T'Challa talks to T'Chaka in this astral plane and it's so beautiful like there was a really good metaphor for the Black Panthers T'Chaka like he turned from a Black Panther into human form now I don't I don't know like how they would do this but I have a feeling that in the sequel oh, we're gonna no. go back to the ancestral plane and T'Challa will be there through some sort of visual you know, whether they use old footage of him or something like that. I have a feeling that that's going to happen in some capacity. And I feel like that could be really chilling if done well. But I love that because it's a really good opportunity to show T'Challa and his father. And, you know, the way like the whole the whole like opening first act, you see T'Challa surrounded by people who love him. And, you know, like this culture that embraces tradition and kind of like is very much soaked in in all of these things, you know, the rituals of becoming king and this brilliant stuff. And then like you contrast that with Killmonger who is like you see you first see him in a museum surrounded by security 
He's surrounded by threats. He's surrounded by the spoils of colonialism. Immediately, there's the dichotomy between the two. There's this contrast. And I think Killmonger is phenomenal. Like, what do you say about Killmonger that hasn't already been said? He is one of the greatest villains that the MCU has ever. He's like, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's up there with Thanos. Like, it has Absolutely. that strong motivation. He wants to give, you know, weapons to the families that have suffered in mm. rough neighborhoods, everything. And that is a great opening as well in the beginning when Killmonger's father, he wanted to protect and, you know, fight what's for right, you know, in, in that time, like in the 80s or the 90s. Yeah, it's ni- uh, 92, I think. Uh, yeah, in 90s. And I thought that was a great way of showing that in that time because if I remember, I learned this in school about like, there was a time a lot of protests in the 90s but i thought that was a great way of like showing that time and how many people were living in rough neighborhoods and i thought that was a great way of showing that at the beginning and that was the start of the motivation for killmonger and you fully understand him you know like what he's been through and what his goal was and it was a very believable goal like it wasn't like mustache twirly like ha 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 and you know you don't not not for the character but he's like fully three-dimensional as you see it's it's a great way of showing that in the film where Mm. Killmonger talks to his father not in the astral plane but like in his own astral plane because you know yeah each descendant or person who's king sees the world differently and i thought that was brilliant to show that as well yeah again it's it's contrasting t'challa and killmonger it's just so brilliant seeing that. And this movie really benefits from a rewatch. You rewatch it and you realize small things like the opening narration about Wakanda. That's not T'Chaka telling T'Challa. That's Unjobu telling Undajaka. Like that's Killmonger being told by his father. That's like coming from it from that perspective of, you know, like our home is beautiful and it has this amazing history, but they're not using it to help other people, not help, not using it to help our people. And, you know, like immediately you're put into Killmonger's shoes. You see him before you see T'Challa in the movie. And it's just so brilliant the way that they use that throughout. And of course, it's been pointed out so many times before, but I'd be remiss to not say it. But Killmonger affects T'Challa. T'Challa, you know, realizes that in a lot of ways, Killmonger was right in what he was saying. Like, of course, he's a maniac and he's going about it the completely wrong way. But Wakanda just closing their borders and not helping anybody makes them as bad as the people they're trying to protect their own borders from. Mm. And, you know, T'Challa's decision in that first post credit scene and at the end of the movie to open up the borders and help other communities, it shows that Killmonger has had that effect. And the scene when T'Challa goes back to the ancestral plane and he yells at his ancestors and he's saying, all of you were wrong for turning your back and I'm going to do it differently. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. Like, it stresses throughout history and, like, people who've been affected by it. That's a great way of showing that, yeah. There were some other tribes as well. I just thought that was really cool, showing the tribes and mm. the fight. Oh, oh, the fight. Oh, the beginning. Ah, oh. uh, when T'Challa was fighting with the other tribes to be king. Yeah. And, oh, man, like, Chadwick Boseman. It, brilliant. It, it, just hit, it just hits you. It just hits it you does. with emotional... Yeah, that I think that's the scene for me that upon rewatch just destroyed me. Like, you know, he's fighting Mbaku and, you know, you get a, it's a very generic scene. You know, he's kind of like, you know, he's losing and his mum yells, show them who you are. But my God, does it hit with the score and all of the context surrounding Chadwick now? It's just 
so powerful when he yells, I am Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Chaka, and he gains the upper hand and the music is blaring his theme and everybody's chanting his name. It is just incredible, incredible storytelling. And that that piece of music is just so, so powerful. The action in this movie, when it's practical, it is so good. You know, the CGI stuff, we've already covered CGI action. It's not very good, but the practical stuff is phenomenal. There's a scene in Busan when they're in a casino and there's a long take which tracks across uh, the whole casino and it lasts pretty long and it's a brilliant sequence. Yeah, that was a really cool sequence as well. And the cinematography, yeah, the cinematography is brilliant in this film as well. And mm. as you said about that take, that one shot take. And besides from the CGI, there's some really good action bits as well. And I love the quieter moments in the film as well. And the action sequences create that, you know, that loud moments as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I do yeah. wanna I do want I do wanna say that like there's there's a lot of technology in this movie. Wakanda is a very you know, technologically advanced civilization. And let's put aside the use of CGI, you know, we've covered that. Yeah. But one of the things that I don't think works as well in this movie is the technology. Black Panther in Civil War, he's got this beautiful, beautiful practical suit. And, and you know, you see it at the beginning of this movie, ah, and it's great. Suit. And, and the silver, yeah. it, it's my favorite Black Panther suit, absolutely. And then he gets an oh. upgrade, uh, and his upgraded suit in this one, it doesn't hit for me. The whole kinetic energy thing, it's really inconsistent, it's really overpowered. I just, I think they added that just for the sake, because, you know, like Iron Man and his kind of popularity, like, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that. And I do think that, again, it's a CGI thing. If they used more of a practical costume that wasn't caked over in CGI and, you know, certain things like the nanotech of it all, it's just not really necessary. You know, there's a scene where, you know, they put big emphasis on the fact that, oh, T'Challa, if he gets hit, his suit will absorb the kinetic energy and then he can redistribute it. But then there's a scene when Killmonger breaks Claw out of prison and he shoots T'Challa and T'Challa just falls back. And it's like, that's not how that's supposed to work. It's really inconsistent and it's overpowered and it does take away some of that yeah. tension when he's wearing, you know, his like really, really like high tech suit. Yeah, I see what you mean about that because it was very jarring and I thought it wasn't a really a strong stance to like to show that he's powerful like to to challenge like of course he is he's like he's got that really cool fighting technique and he, he can do really cool fights and it just takes away the character arc a bit no like the arc that he has because you know like if you've seen some animes or shows when the character gets really powerful like out of nowhere like I don't know like the power of friendship or um, <laughs> yeah. anything like that and. It just takes away that feeling like, oh, isn't this the, the character's moment? Like, you know, he has some words to say, like what makes him powerful, like that moment, yeah. that character, like why he, he's there. And, in you know, that kinetic energy, it was just like really taking that out. And that practical suit, I think we should see more about that and not explore the kinetic energy. Like it, it, yeah. it, the, the film wanted to explore Wakanda. Like, let's not forget that. Like it definitely did. And like to explore the technology. And it's just very jarring. Yeah. Yeah. There are other ways to do it. Like the beads that they wear and like other ways that they, oh, they have technology. So cool. Yeah. But I don't think the suit is it. Like the best action sequences are, you know, the two ones in the waterfall or the, oh, yeah. or the Busan, you know, one take in the casino. And why is that? That's because they're not wearing indestructible suits. 
there's a big emphasis in the waterfall challenges that T'Challa has the powers of the Black Panther stripped away. But what does it matter if he has the powers if his suit is this indestructible? You know, you've got to you've got to let these heroes be vulnerable. Like, yes, exactly, exactly. Yes, and and yeah. and without that, without that, you know, you do kind of lose some of that tension. And it's one of the reasons why the final fight is so empty because it's just two CGI things, you know, just like fighting against a green screen. And again, you know, beating a dead horse here, but like, yeah, that is a real shame. But other than that, the action does work really, really well, especially when it's practical. All the practical elements in this movie, oh my God, the costuming and the production design. Chef's kiss, it's beautiful. Oh, oh, cinema, cinema. cinema. Like, that, yeah, it is absolutely fantastic. And it just, as I said earlier, like it just completely immerses you in as well. And the suits, yeah, the f- suits were fantastic. And I really like, you know, Killmonger's suit, you know, as it progresses, mm. like... It really shows them as a character like he's not in the right path this path he he wants to you know protect communities but then he's doing it you know wrong, wrongfully like he's killing mm. people for that as well and t'challa doesn't realize about that he doesn't realize that you know killmonger and it affects him and i thought that was you know a proper journey for him is like understanding wakanda and, and understanding the world as well and yeah yeah having having t'challa confront the mistakes of the past like that great scene where zuri tells t'challa what happened what went down and that T'Chaka killed Njobu, which is just brilliant, like seeing T'Challa have this realization and that they left the kid confronting the fact that they make mistakes and, you know, like him trying to rectify that with M'Baku coming to him and asking for help, talking about how, you know, like we shouldn't be repeating these mistakes, which, you know, comes back at the end when the full Jabari come to help it's just really good i don't think it's story necessarily is the tightest thing ever it doesn't break convention really you know its power is through its cultural significance and the way that it explores these characters you know in these angles that for so long were just left out of the comic book movie landscape and it's just so wonderful to see and to look back on and to know that it still holds up is great and I think it's, a, I'm really excited to see where the sequel goes. Excited and worried, you know. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I completely understand, you know, the worries. And I know that Black Panther, kind of favor is going to be emotional. Um, yes. Very emotional, as this film is going to be a massive tribute to Chadwick Boseman. And he was definitely a king, you know, in, in the film. And uh, hopefully, you know, that will show that massive send-off to the character. And hopefully that character legacy will uh, carried on throughout the MCU because he left out a massive impact into the films as well. Like, yeah, that oh, there's this amazing scene in Endgame. You know the one I'm talking about. You know the one that opens the portal. Yes, and then he comes through, and I, yeah. I thought that was just brilliant. That yeah. was and, that and, was and him and yeah, and T'Challa and Cap. You know they share this look. It, yeah brilliant no absolutely his brilliant. his impact is is felt throughout the entire thing and even in disney plus they changed the opening of black panther the mcu opening they changed it from the regular you know marvel opening and it's instead different images of chadwick boseman which is just a really emotional way to open the movie as well i think one of the things in this movie that doesn't really work for me shuri as a character I just think she's really annoying. (laughs) Like she's really good when the, when the script takes her seriously, 
she's got a good dynamic with her mum and with T'Challa. But you know, when she's making jokes, when she says what are those, it's just it's just <laughs> it's it's really cringy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not it's not yeah. fun. It's not fun, but another character that kind of didn't work for me, like Martin Freeman's character. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot his name. <laughs> Agent, yeah, Agent, e- Agent something. Agent Ross. Yeah. Everett. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 I, it kind of worked, like, you know, as a character who, you know, he was in Wakanda, like, oh, my God, this is different. This mm. is, you know, the character didn't really work, but he, he was just there. He was just, like, there yeah. the entire film. Like, he had no purpose whatsoever. Like he was there to only interrogate Ulysses Claw and yes, yeah. Oh, Andy Circus. We got about Andy Circus. Andy Circus. I mean, come on, come on. We're come having on. a. We're having, come on. We're, we're having a good time for Andy Circus recently. John, have you watched episode eight of Andor oh, yet? Oh. No, no, I'm very okay. sorry. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I won't expand. I won't expand. But let's just say Andy Circus is. Having I know. A good, I've seen it. I've seen time. it, Tom. I've seen it. Oh, you seen it? I've oh, seen oh. Andy Circus. I I I, 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 I just saw him like there. I love it. I'm not gonna explain yeah. anymore. What a guy. Have you what, seen? What a guy. Yeah. He's having loads of fun. Oh yes. You know, like. Like, you know, he, he, you know, does a wonderful performance. You've got great performances all around from the cast, you know, especially I think Michael B. Jordan is probably the highlight. Again, Killmonger's a great villain. Oh. But yeah, Martin Freeman's just there. Just there. Just there. So we can just have there. a white guy here. Like, it's not, he's not necessary. <laughs> but yeah, there we go. I, I just, I think I'm really happy that this film held up. You know, we've watched a lot of Marvel movies recently and a lot of the ones that I used to love. I now look at them and I'm like, yeah, it's not that good. But this one, it does hold up really well. What are you going to give Black Panther out of 10? An 8 and out of 10. Yeah, I'm also going 8 out of 10. Yes. Watch it. It's brilliant. It's, it it is. is absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And thank you everybody for listening. If you're listening on YouTube and you enjoyed it, you can give it a like and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're on Spotify, you can follow us and give us a five-star review if you think we're worthy. Next week, we're going to be doing Wakanda Forever. Will it save phase four? That's the big question on my mind. That is the big question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We shall see. <laughs> and, uh. and you can send us an email with your questions or comments. Tell us what you thought on Black Panther. Ask us questions about anything. We'll answer it right here on the podcast. If you email us, alstonefilmpod at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at alstonefilmpod. We've only got two minutes left on this Zoom call. So <laughs> yes, take it yes, away, I've John. Seen that. Uh, thank you for listening. I've got nothing else to say. Uh, take care. Be good. Right. Take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.